Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. Singing from a broken heart. Can you hear? Uncle Reese was born Maurice Hicks Jr. on February 14, 1984, in Savannah, Georgia. Now we're left behind Oh So where do we find the light Guide us to the stars We've traded our destiny For money, liquor, and fast cars Because his father was in the army, he was simply just born in Savannah and not raised there. The Hicks never lived anywhere for more than two years. Maurice's big personality and easygoing spirit made it easy for him to make friends wherever he went. His parents were devout Christians, and Maurice says if the church was open, they were there. Dragging the whole family to church multiple times during the week discouraged his older brother and sister from wanting to participate in the church-going experience. So, when Maurice was a young teen, his parents sat down with him and left the decision up to him. I know that I'm touching on a sensitive topic, but if I'm not bold, then they may never stop this. Trouble exists in paradise. Integrity is missing and we paid the price. Doing wrong is easy, but it don't leave me. Closer to my purpose and my purpose needs me. Please believe me, it's not that difficult to walk like Christ, not just talk spiritual. Super religious may never get this message of truth because the truth ain't in them. Let's start repenting for killing the vibe. Spiritually, we've committed suicide. Hey, it really was kind of like a conversation. It was like, bro, um, you're we're looking at your life, we don't think you're really a Christian. And and I was like, well, you know, nah, I'm saved. You know, I love Jesus. You know, you got to confess in your heart. And, and I've confessed in my heart over five times. And they were like, yeah, well, you know, and they broke down what Christianity meant. And they was like, no, there's supposed to be some type of evidence and blah, 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 blah. And they was like, you know, you don't have to do this. They just were clear with me like dude you don't have to do this we want you to be a christian but you know you have to find god for yourself and so we're not gonna make you go anymore and i was like what i don't have to go to church no more man that joint was the best day of my life at the time because i was like man i could stay up i could watch cartoons man i could just eat cereal you know what i'm saying like you know little stupid stuff that when you're when you're 13 or 14 you know because my friends, they, they outside playing basketball when I'm going to church. And I want to stay, you know, I want to hang with them. So, you know, that was like, at the time, that was like, that was a moment in my life. I'm not afraid of anyone. I have no fear. 
walked away from church and never looked back. And that was pretty evident during his high school years in Jacksonville, Florida. High school for me, it was, you know, it was weird, you know, because um, for one, transitioning out of the military, um, schools are different when you're in the military. Uh, For one, the quality of education is better, just hands down. So um, it was so crazy, you know, I never studied, never did anything, but I'll say I got through high school with that education that I got from one through eighth grade. You know, I was so far ahead of everybody when I got here. It shocked me. Like, I was like, what? But school, it it definitely was a struggle because um, I'm a very social person, but I never really liked high school or school in that sense, like, as far as I had to work or doing it. I just didn't like it. So, and this is kind of skipping ahead, but probably about 11th grade, I just was like, I really don't feel like going anymore. And, you know, that's when you get your car. And I probably missed, like, almost 60-something days in one school year. Doing absolutely nothing. Like, I would go to school in the morning. i go pick up whoever I got to pick up. And then I'll just dip. We'll go to, like, the beach or, you know, we'll go to the movies. We'll just be hanging out all day. Yeah, you know, of course, you know, smoking weed, girls gambling like what you're hearing so far check us out at testimonystories.com that's testimonystories.com where you can hear content for you and about you everyone has a testimony everyone has a testimony and we want to hear yours tell us how god has transformed your life each month we will select a person to highlight and interview find out more at testimony stories Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. First, let me start by saying I ain't here to judge nobody. Some of y'all looking depressed, soaking in your problems. Word about tomorrow, and tomorrow isn't promised. My worship is for real. I'm just being honest. I choose to focus on the one who saved my soul. And when I think about his goodness, I lose control. And I turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up to another level. We gon' give him all the praise, cause it ain't nobody better. Because his dad traveled a lot for work, and his mom would go with him. Maurice practically raised himself. He had the house to himself, a car, and a job, which, oddly enough, he went to that job faithfully and made sure he always had money in his pockets. But because he wasn't going to school, it took him five and a half years to graduate. After he graduated, at the age of 19, he continued, well, in biblical terms, he continued to wander around the wilderness. At the time, I, I started this team club uh, with an investor in the city. He was a retired NFL football player. So I was like, man, you know, I know how to throw parties. So 
So I threw parties, and I had a team club. It was called Magic City here in Jacksonville. It's a really, really horrible place. Just a lot of not-so-good things happened there. And I'm like, every week that boy got shot up. Every week. That's one of the things. And, you know, people getting hurt there, and it is not something that I'm proud of. I just got to the point that, you know, I was just like, okay, I can't do this forever. I know that I can't. You know, it was fun. It was great. And then I had a single. It was really picking up a lot of steam in Jacksonville. So I was like a little local guy. I was on the radio. And uh, the song that I had was called I Need Some Head. So that's the type of music I used to make. I had a song called Stank Holes. Like, I, I had music like just ignorant music, you know. But it was catching on, you know. It was it was working at the time, you know. A situation happened. Um, a 17-year-old boy, he got shot, and he survived. He, I caught a lot of flack about it, and I was on the news. It was bad. It was really bad. 18 years old, looking back, life for me was messy, yeah. in my bed. That's where we found me. That's where we found me. He found me in my mess. That's where we picked me up. Living like I'm crazy, risking my life on the daily to survive. The club got shut down, and Uncle Ree started working six days a week in a freezer. He wasn't too fond of the job, and it took away from his social life. But that was exactly the break he needed. Then one of his friends started talking to a girl. He was in the military and had to leave and asked Uncle Reese to check in on the girl from time to time. He obliged. Little did he know that he would develop a very strong friendship with this girl that would eventually lead him to Christ. I can't live this life much longer. This ain't working. No. She would just pray for me, you know, and for me, that was hard. I know who God is. I might not be a Christian, but I know who God is because I was raised that way. But, you know, I just accepted. I was like, yeah, bet, whatever, you know, and every time I would call her, she would pray for me. And I guess she went to college and she got saved for real, you know, so of course, our conversation, every time I would hit up, she would be talking about God all the time. And I would notice that every time she would pray for me, I would be doing something that I don't got no business doing. I would be somewhere that I should not be. And that's when she would call me to pray for me. So I know God, so I just took that as, you know what, when she prays for me, I probably need to take my behind to the house. And, and I remember one time specifically, um, I was at this hotel, just, just hanging out, having a good time. And I had a room there, and she called me and was like, hey, I just want to pray for you. And, you know, I just want to da da So she prayed for me, and I was like, man, I'm going to go home. And I went home, and the people at the hotel got robbed. And I was just like, oh, man, this is really God. You know, so that's kind of how it happened with me kind of seeing God. And I took that as, you know, God really cares about me. And he's looking out for me. At the same time, you know, I'm I'm still 
I'm still a male whore at this time in my life. By becoming her friend, I kind of saw how my homeboy was treating her because I had never cared about a woman before, you know, never, like, never. I just was, I was not raised like that to, to have compassion on women because I was engulfed in the culture. And, you know, the culture at that time, it was, you know, it was to be just never give a female nothing. And I really believed the music that I was hearing and I abided by it. So I treated women without respect. So that was the first time I ever met a woman that I befriended. Trials may come, waters may rush in and pain that will be some. Please don't mistake that my love will never change. I will hold you. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. writing on his heart. But his relationship with the Lord was about to become real once he started trying to holla at his homegirls. Homegirl. Got it? His friend, the girl, he was trying to holla at her friend. Got it? Good. I met this woman, and this woman was ice cold. She didn't play when it came to the gospel. I had never met anybody. It was strange because when I met her, I kind of got a chance to see their circle and they were saved like for real. And another thing is I had to pretend that I was a Christian to get at this girl. This girl wouldn't even give me her number. She wouldn't talk to me. She wouldn't have nothing to do with me. But the way that I really got down with her is because she was doing a study on Romans. So I had to read Romans and study it and be talking about it to get her to talk to me. And as I began to read the word, and I just soaked it up so much, it began to make sense to me. And I would go out and I would do stuff and I would start seeing the word in action. And when you just read the word like that and soak it up every day, it begins to change you from the inside out. And probably after about two, three months of doing this, I got, I like really got saved for real. She still wouldn't have nothing to do with me, man. It had nothing to do with me still. And it took me like, three or four months for her to even give me her number. And I really respected that, like, for real. And she's the first woman that I ever I messed with that I didn't have sex with. And, you know, deep down inside, you know, I don't care who the guy is, but I don't care who he is. Deep down inside, every man 
really hopes that a girl won't give it up to him. Deep down inside. Now, it's deep now. It's real deep. But you hope, you just hope a girl won't give it to you. Because if she won't give it to you, it gives you hope that there's somebody in the world that you could trust. She told me she likes me, but she was like, I can't date somebody that ain't a man of God. I'm sorry. I just can't. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm a man of God. No, you're not. And I'll spend time arguing with her while I'm a man of God, and she telling me that I'm not. This relationship kind of plays out like a Hollywood movie. Eventually, they got together, and life was grand for a few years. Then he broke her heart. She stopped talking to him for five years. They lived their own lives in different states. And then they ended up running into each other. They got back together, and now they are engaged. He will be getting married to Carrie in a few months. Cue sappy love song and roll credits. I don't need another sermon. I need an encounter. Have I become religious? I know I'm doing without you. I know I should be praying and seeking you daily. But I'm feeding my flesh spiritually. I've grown lazy. I'm engaged to be married next fall. But I'm arguing with my lady for no reason at all. Now I'm tempted to fall more than saving these souls. I'm under so much pressure mentally. I'm about to fold. Lord, take control because I can't do it on my own. I'm casting my cares and I'm leaving them alone. Without you, I'm finished. Save me from calamity. Hide me underneath your wings. Provide me some amnesty. Problems leave me alone. Give me a little space to breathe today. Cast my cares on you and they go away. While Uncle Reese was busy living out his romantic comedy, he attended Florida State, majored in mathematics, and got straight A's. He also started a successful t-shirt company called Without Jesus, I Suck, and received free publicity during President Obama's inauguration ceremony. Super Saiyan, like psychos, we go super crazy. Bounce on the ground like a pogo stick. Go hard on stage, might hit me a flip. Worship mode is my family. Outsiders, they don't understand me. I come equipped with no plan B. And I eat up the word like it's candy. I got the whole world asking, why do I go so hard? I go hard like David when I get on stage. I could have been killed on the boulevard. I'm so handy with these scriptures. Lyrically, I'm painting pictures. My purpose on earth is to give you the truth. Hoping the truth might hit you. So we witness until we die. God is the go with no compromise. I am a revolutionary to spit the truth. I'm never scary. It's not about just making bread, but telling you about this bloodshed. He died for you and he died for me. So we go hard for eternity. Go. Yeah, I started a t-shirt company called uh, Without Jesus, I Suck. Yeah, fam, you played his inauguration, so a lot of fam, you players had on Without Jesus, I Suck shirts, and they were passing out shirts. So you had a couple people do the speeches on like Fox News, CNN, and they were wearing the shirt during their speeches. So after that, business was like crazy. I didn't have time to do anything else besides just print shirts, ship shirts, sale shirts. And, you know, at that time, you know, I just kind of started it out just to have something to do, but I never knew that it would really work. So when it worked, I was like, wow, man, I'm a real entrepreneur, you know? Let it go! 
worship Yeah, we so out the box And they too quiet, but we get violent This worship is unorthodox They try to kick us out, but we pick the lock 20 deep in the streets, trying to save the block Trying to start a revolution and looking like what you're doing They saying that they don't take our left, but why not? Cause boy, I'm serious about this life That's why it's Christ all in my lyrics Can I get an amen? Better get an eye We go on the war, and the fight is in the spirit And this worship is my weapon My hallelujahs got them sweating I got this jawbone in my hand My presence is printing and dirty and filthy, but Jesus is giving me soap. Now I'm so clean when I was weak, he was my creatine. Yeah, the enemies got a pretty scheme, but I just hope that you're picking the winning team and revolt. Like, thank you, Jesus. They thought I was scary till I revolt with my revolutionaries. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. I truly understand what people may say They believe to think how we think is far from okay But I believe it's never okay to abandon your dreams And it just so happens that our dream is to lift up a holy king He used that platform to launch his music career He dropped the song, Until I Pass Out and it hit number 21 on the gospel billboards and quickly became a YouTube sensation and sparked tons of fan-made dance videos. So I, I, like, I got introduced to Hillsong, and before this, I had never heard this music before. And it touched me at such a real level. I was like, wow, these people are worshiping God. You know, it's... And I was just, I felt so robbed that I had never heard this before ever. Because, you know, I'm black, you know. And before college, before I went to Florida State, all I hung around were black people. I didn't even understand how to hang around different races of people, you know. And I remember, like, I, I would just, it just made me want to dance, you know. But not even in a cool way, but just dance. It just made me want to just lift my hands in the air and, like, like do Tai Chi or something, you know. Like, it just made me feel so relaxed. And so one day I went to the rooftop of this building, and I put the music on, and I stood on top of my car, and I was just looking at the stars. I just jumped off my car, and I remember first I started just kind of running laps. I started doing some push-ups, working out. 
And then I just started jumping around like I ain't had no sense. And I just remember it just felt so invigorating to just worship God the way I really wanted to, like in the freedom of worship. And I remember thinking to myself, like, um, there was a pastor at my church. When the music used to play, he used to have a two-year-old son that would always go to the front and just dance, do whatever he wanted to do. I didn't care who was watching him, nothing. And I remember thinking, like, I want, I want to be like him. You know, I want to not care and just worship, just do whatever I want to do, you know. But I did it on that rooftop, and so it felt so good. And I went back the next day, I went back the next day, and it just became something I did every night. And so I remember I took my roommate up there, and we was worshiping God, and he was like, bro, this is the spot, dog. Like, this is where you could just touch God at. And, I mean, we would worship until we passed out. And so more people started coming, and that rooftop just became a place of worship. Me and my friends, we used to have this saying, listen, we're going to worship until we pass out. Like, we're going to go so hard until you fall on the ground and you can't move. And we used to really go that hard. But it was crazy because it shifted culture at our church because I went to a conservative white church. You can imagine the Sunday that I told everybody that comes to the rooftops, yo, I'm finna worship like this tomorrow at church. He was like, man, you wildin'. And I did that, John. Everybody got afraid. Like, everybody was scared. It just was pretty, it was, it was not good. You know, I'm running around the church, jumping over seats. It was just crazy. You know, I felt good, but I, I could just tell that, you know, it just really wasn't the move to make. Because after that, somebody, one of the pastors came and talked to me about it. He was like, hey, I understand you love God, but you know, you got to tone it down. And I was like, why? For what? Like, why do I need to tone it down and having a conversation with him? He realized that, hey, you know, I can't tell you to calm down, you know, just whatever. So I just made it my goal to any time the music came on at my church, I'm going to dance with that little kid. So I did this by myself, maybe about two weeks. And before you know it, people would come up to me, like people that would never talk to me. Like I'm talking about old, 80 year old white women would come up to me crying after church. Like, I just want to be free like that again. And, and it was crazy the response that I got. Everybody wanted to do what I was doing, but no one would do it. And I remember, you know, they asked me to talk to the, the college ministry. And they and they were like, we need them on fire like that for God. And I'm like, that's so crazy that you would ask me to calm down. And then now, because of the response, now you want me to talk to the, to the college ministry. Okay. But I did. And I just told them, you just have to do it. You just got to let go and not be concerned about what people thought. And man, that next Sunday, church was just so crazy that it was just bananas, man. When you have like 50 people just going nuts like that, it's in our church, the whole culture just shifted. And then we used to say, we're going to worship until we pass out. And then I just wrote a song about it. It has been a couple of years 
since he released Until I Pass Out. Fans of the song have been eagerly awaiting an Uncle Reese project. The wait is over. Tune in to part two of Uncle Reese's Testimony A Musician Story, where we will discuss his debut album, Bold. Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. This has been a Brown Theory production and an 83 Media production. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Worship.